Are you the hardcore bibliophile of your friend group? Do you wish you could discuss books all day long? Then tune into the Book Nerds podcast and immerse yourself in the world of books. From author interviews, book club meetups to in-depth book reviews and discussions. This is your one-stop shop for all things books. Happy reading. Hello Book Nerds, welcome to the Book Nerds podcast with Team Book Nerds. My name is Rohan. I have with me Vidushi and Shubhi. Hi guys. Hello. Hi. So today's topic is pretty interesting and uh, might appeal to loads of you out there who love reading. Uh, we are going to discuss the types of readers. Let's dive deep into it right away. And uh, starting with uh, Shubhi, uh, what kind of reader do you have for us, Shubhi? Yes. So Rohan, this is such an interesting topic that we are discussing today that whether you are a regular reader or not, this is gonna amuse you. And you can also relate yourself to any one of the type or to even more than one, which we will be discussing today. And before beginning, I would say that there is this famous quote, like some books are to be tasted, others to be swallowed, and a few to be chewed and digested. So we all agree here that indeed there are all different types of books. And so there are going to be different styles of reading as well. And so we are having different types of readers. So whether you read actively or passively, so depending on your styles means you can give an intensive reading or you do scanning or you just skim through the pages. Depending on your different styles and choices, we have different type of readers and surely we can relate to one or more. So beginning with it, the very first kind of a reader that I want to discuss here is the quick reader. And these are the readers who can read anything and everything and back to in a very quick pace. I mean, they can finish a book in seven to eight hours or during a, like a time span of a day. And yes, there are some readers out there who are very serious, but they cannot imagine reading at this quick pace, like reading so quickly. And uh, this is amazing. I mean, I hate finish I, a book in I a day. Seriously, I seriously hate speed readers. Okay, because <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of uh, so tough to understand how they retain uh, uh, the content of the book. Hmm. Because hmm. you know, I uh, of course I'll be talking about what kind of reader I am and hmm. uh, my struggles with reading over hmm. a period of time. But, uh, you know, the challenge always is to kind of uh, retain what you have read. I mean, with speed, exactly. it's mm. kind of, you know, uh, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I have never been able to do that. Well, I have been a quick reader and I can be a quick reader, but that depends on the book that I have picked up. And it's amazing. I mean, at least like uh, it will be so great if you can finish one book a day. Imagine how many books you can read in a year, like 300 plus at least. And that is such uh, a huge number. I have to interfere here. Yeah. <laughs> that because I'm a speed reader myself. I recently read like three books in yeah. one day. So a book in, a day is like oh, very, very short wow, for wow. a speed reader. And I can even tell the book I read. Um, I'm giving it was you, a selection I'm going, to give, 
I'm going to give you a slow claps, Vidushi. <laughs> well, but it's my, amazing to yeah. read like three books in a day because it is, it's so it much is. fun. Like you do, don't forget any of the details of the mm-hmm. first book mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. usually forget, like transitioning to the second book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So amazing. But I don't. My, I I don't hate speed readers, but I really hate those. Speed readers who go on Goodreads and boast about the number of books they have read. So, so that—that's where I draw the line. <laughs> that's me. I am those readers. <laughs> if I talk about my record, uh, I have finished one book once. Uh, of course, it was a very um, romantic and comedy kind of a book. Also, a little bit of thriller element in it, and I finished it in the time frame of five hours. Oh, that's so... <laughs> that's good. That's actually good. Uh, I think uh, you're right, Shubhi. It would be the content, and uh, yeah. if the content is uh, you know pacey, perhaps mm. uh, you mm. don't feel uh, mm. the need to. You don't even realize whether you're reading slow or fast. But I think my record, uh, I think, would be with Tuesdays with Mori, and I really went ahead and you know. Uh, did the hundred meter there <laughs> with that one? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I think, uh, but I was not an experienced reader, but still that book is quite pacey. To be honest, mm-hmm. maybe I, I mm-hmm. associated with it, so maybe mm-hmm. that was the case. So yeah. yeah, that's actually true. Like you can read some of the books so fast, and you don't even realize that you're skipping sentences because you just mm-hmm. assume you know what is happening in those. Yeah, sometimes that also like, happens. I mm-hmm. took two years to read The Godfather. But mm. I read this selection series in like a day, three of the books. Mm. So it's just different with every book. That's quite a horizon. <laughs> <laughs> Two years and one. Yeah, I completed the first hundred pages, and then I was like, "Oh my god, this is so tedious to read. I want to read something else." And then a year later, I picked it up again, and then I completed it. So like in in your years. eyes, Godfather will always be an epic. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. It was so hard to overcome and like read beyond the first one fifty pages. But when I did, it was an amazing book and so worthwhile. And it will stick with you for a very long time, like forever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because so it be took what are, that what, much time. What are the read. next kind of readers? Yes. Yes. So the next reader would be the classics readers. They are the kind of uh, readers who are just. into classics they are fixated with classics they are literature enthusiasts and they don't very much believe in you know new age contemporary novels like young adult or <laughs> horror uh, novels or something like this they like they are just stuck people, up <laughs> <laughs> for some people reading all these this stuff can be you know below them actually they're kind of like with little snobbish and they're more fixated towards reading classics so if you talk to them about shakespeare or you're talking to them about you know milton and you know all these classic people and they'll be all into it but if you're going to talk them about some new age romances or something they'll be like oh it's a big no so these are the classic readers and they just are into time tested works oh my god i feel so called out right now but that is that is so safe that is so safe you know you yeah. are not experimenting with the kind of content mm-hmm. you are consuming yeah and it's a protected be... area mm-hmm. of reading yeah but that that is too safe i mean if uh, yeah. i mean I, i would it gets boring you know 
because you know it does you know i started out with like uh, those books like heidi and uh, all the charles dickens books the ones in the kiddish mm-hmm. format and stuff mm-hmm. and i started out with those and so i was completely inclined to read the adult portions of those books and such mm-hmm. authors and such books mm-hmm. and so i was really really into classics when i started reading but then i was so bored after a while because there was nothing happening in those books like you know that i could relate to at this point of time in the I modern think, world so i think it also depends upon you know the uh, situation you are in life or i think this can be the scene with the classic readers that they are afraid to walk into the untrodden paths means they don't want to explore yes, anything definitely. new they want to yeah like we said they want to remain safe and uh, they know that these are the works that have been tested by time like it's not just like they are called classics out of nowhere so if they're investing their yeah if they're investing their time into something it has to be worthy of it it's like you know going going to subway and asking for the same kind of bread every time <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if it's a is the right reference here but uh, i've i've kind of uh, i've kind of worked also at subway and you know it's so some there are some people uh, who will just come in and te- uh, who would tell me that i just want the multi grain bread and that's about yeah, but, it Every but there time. is one thing but there is one thing you can have all variety of paneers and chickens and gravies <laughs> and mixed veg but at the end you are gonna eat it with rice or chapati <laughs> <laughs> so, i think i think you know it's i think i think the best kind of readers are those who do a little bit of this and little bit of that so yeah hmm. yeah perhaps <laughs> just just my opinion uh if it matters <laughs> yeah. at all <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, so the let's move on to the next type of the reader okay uh, so yeah. let's go to vidushi now yeah uh, what have you got for us vidushi okay so what i think that really differentiates readers is why they've started reading a particular book like what is the reason they picked up that book and i think it's that reason that dictates their process and how they venture out into other books too so these are traits like i saw in different fandoms that i was like oh i need to write about these four traits that i've seen and accumulated since but disclaimer ahead the titles for these uh, types of readers are going to be kind of fandom related so it is not offensive to all the readers in a fandom just particular ones that i've noticed so far so the first type of reader that i've got for all of you is the got fanatics now these people these people are very very special and yes i say got fanatics and not a song of ice and fire fanatics because these are people who have turned to the books only after they've already been exposed to the show like they are here mostly for the spoilers and they want those little special tidbits about the characters and the direction of the storyline this is all they're here for in the book and i am I am honestly so so thankful that George R R Martin didn't release Winds of uh, Winds of Winter before the TV show ended because if one more person had just come to me saying they just know how the show is going to end I was actually going to explode like Rohan do you remember this session we had uh, an offline session about uh, uh, 
GOT before the release of the eighth season. Like yes, that's that's the point. Much. I uh, yeah, that's the point. I came to know that you're crazy completely. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many theories going around, and after a while, I was just like, please stop. I would like to see the show and like read the book, not from your mouth. Like, <laughs> stop. But the, yes, there are, you know, some people who like to know the ending even before starting the book or if we talk yeah. about series or movies, they're more interested to know that how it all ended. I mean, the exciting part for them is that how the character ended up there. They know the character, like where the character has ended up to, but how? And it's a bizarre thing, but I feel that bizarre things are also, you know, amazing in their own ways. <laughs> but they um, okay. You know, these are the. I, <laughs> I would say I am one of those people who are really interested <laughs> to know that what really happened in the end, and then it's I'm getting nice all know, calm, no ways, calm no, and no, peaceful. No, no. My anxiety. It's nice to know, but these are also the kind of people who like post end game spoilers in their stories. Like, stop. <laughs> No I ways. love I love to share spoilers and I love to get oh spoilers my God, actually <laughs> and for me it's like it calms my nerves uh, all my anxiety is like gone and now I can simply sit and watch the series or read the books like uh, you know like and enjoy it really because no I'm not ways. getting anxious totally no, no, no. <laughs> if you already know the ending you won't feel the pressure of what is going to happen how are you even going to enjoy it if you already know how it's going to end that's um, not happening you are going to burn <laughs> in hell seriously <laughs> and if you reveal the if you reveal the spoiler i mean i will uh, become hulk the incredible oh, hulk. that's that's so much fun that's so much fun you know whenever i see a movie especially a thriller and my friend hasn't i can feel you know um there is like the devil horns rising upon my head and i'll be like so oh, eager to share devil. the spoiler <laughs> Okay, Vidushi, so uh, what is the spoiler uh, you fear the most? I mean, what kind of spoilers? Character deaths. I swear, I ruined it for a friend. I remember, I think we were reading um, Allegiance and like it was the third book. And I knew that there was this one character, the main character who was going to die. And I didn't really want to spoil it for her, but we were talking about the book and it just came out. And she looked at me with these eyes that I had just betrayed her entire existence. (laughs) I am so scared of those kind of spoilers and that happening to me. Thankfully, that hasn't yet. Like despite the end game spoilers that I had already seen before watching the movie but it hasn't happened on a very big scale but are are book spoilers more giving uh, rather than perhaps other formats it can be like it has to depend on the book like how important that character was and mm. how emotionally invested you yeah. were in that character like mm. For movies, sometimes, movies and books, to be honest, they sometimes kill some of the characters just to create tension and to create the body of the storyline, you know, to instigate the main character or the villain or someone. But some characters, they just die out of nowhere. And just uh, coming back to GOT again, the end episode, oh my God, not revealing any spoilers, but what a show. Right. That, 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 that yeah. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, I'm the only one perhaps in this world who hasn't watched GOT. So <laughs> let me not let me not <laughs> talk about it. Yeah. Let's really not talk about it. <laughs> yes. So uh, what what are the next kind of readers uh, you have? Oh yeah. So before I go into the next reader, I also have an ending planned for all the GOT fanatics. Like they only end up in two ways. either they're going to become complete bibliophiles who just love reading or they're going to just keep looking for their crack and like looking for spoilers for their tv shows and their favorite movies and mm, stuff right. so no good future for them to be honest they're going to be <laughs> equally invested in books anywhere <laughs> okay so the second type of reader i have it's the elite readers uh, thank you very much now like you can talk, you can talk seen... in a british accent if you want <laughs> i mean oh, i'm going to offend though. a lot of <laughs> i'm going to offend so many british people here so <laughs> i i don't think i should but it would be very very fun <laughs> now i have seen this <laughs> the british people well <laughs> Okay I've seen this happen in a lot of fandoms but it happens so many times in the classic fandoms and the literature fandoms like dark academia and it happens that people read like one specific book of a particular author and then they just think they know everything about that author and then they go into fandoms and pick fights with the members saying pro or against stuff about that author when they've only only read that one book about that author and it is so irritating i swear to god because you can't really contest with them because it is their opinion whether they think that author is good or not and you yourself don't know why that book was written and what the author's intention behind the book was but they think they know everything because they've read just one book about that author and they claim to know everything and it's just such an elitist behavior i hate it like excuse you what are you doing here yeah if you if you remember uh, i think it was last month that we did the the paulo coelho uh, meet up yeah and mm. uh, you know not all his books are up to the mark right i mean mm. it's just exactly. a maybe out of all maybe a couple or two or three perhaps uh, but you know a lot of people you're right that uh, they might get offended if something is said about you know their favorite <laughs> author okay so what happens is like in class we're reading shakespeare right till 12th for the plays and for the school plays it's generally one of those shakespeare plays that's not really complicated at all very straight forward and not one of the tops so the students in the class they're like oh shakespeare is bad why is he even like one of the classics and like you haven't read the good works like if you would just invest your time in reading the good works you would know that he's a good author but that's uh, a lot of that is going around uh, as well like i have noticed that some of the people who might read william dalrymple or people like that uh, wouldn't you know uh, try out anything else i mean they have a certain notion of what they are supposed to read or others uh, should hear what they are reading so they they are very specific with that and kind of elitist 
if i am might i mean it's not a very yeah so they say they it's not only just that they say bad things about that author if they've read a bad book they if they've read a really good book and just that book then they're also like oh this author is the best he should be like named the best author of the universe or the century or something like it's so biased and it's i think like uh, yeah these are you know like for the sake of its readers they have read something wow. and you know just for the sake of finishing that book i guess and because they are caught up in the trend that how many books that you yes. can read how much you can boast and uh, this is something that is really going on around it's I peer pressure say. peer pressure yeah peer pressure. yeah so they just want to add you know one more list to their book and because of that they are becoming little pseudo in their reading nature and this is what is coming out of uh, like know? everybody has to, has to love arundhati roy and all his book all her books oh. right <laughs> you have to i mean there is no no two ways about it you have to love it right and you have to love you have to love salman rushdie it's so it's kind wow. of you know, peer pressure so i hmm. think that's great segue into what i was about to talk about talk about loyalist author loyalist readers i think vidushi kind of touched upon what i was about to say but uh, mm. <laughs> especially in the indian indian context i mean it all hell broke loose when you know chetan bhagat came to the fore and durjoy yeah, uh, durjoy followed uh, with devdat patnayak amish mm. and so all these people and they have a set of you know followers they have uh mm. on social media and mm. people who attend their events uh mm. especially i mean in case of durjoy the girls are crazy about him uh <laughs> with chetan bhagat with chetan bhagat it's more like you know the boys gang sort exactly. of exactly yeah. so, <laughs> i have couple of my friends who like are him. such big fans of chetan bhagat yes so it's a, and devdat and amish people who like re- like reading for like just the sake of reading and not really getting into it but they like like short stories and sort of plain storylines nothing too complex to go about i think vidushi is getting elitist now so yeah <laughs> 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 so uh, for example devdat and amish i mean of course mythology is everybody's favorite in india because we are so you know uh, it's so entrenched in our culture religion oriented people <laughs> yes i didn't want to say religion but yeah <laughs> but so and of course uh, all the ruskin bond books uh, i know i mean he's a legend but uh, mm-hmm. not all his books i mean some of the short stories are just average so i i think it might be unpopular opinion but i just mm-hmm. this is just my personal um uh view people from masuri are going to bash you <laughs> i know i'll be banned in masuri and there are <laughs> to uh, to give my remark over here i am mm. actually uh, an author loyalist reader because uh, <laughs> if you're going to see um, uh, in my book rack uh, it's like i like paulo coelho so i have at least five works of him i like chitra benerji devakaruni so i have almost like more than five books of her similarly i have uh, more than three books of um, jhumpa lahiri and uh, similarly with devdat patnaik and similarly with amish so it's like if i have really liked one author i get curious to try more of their works maybe i like them and sometimes i don't but it's like if i have enjoyed one writer i would definitely go and pick another book so 
hold that thought because we are I going to fi- we are going to finally at the end of the podcast we are going to uh, tag ourselves we have an idea that you are coming out actually today <laughs> you can call it yeah you know i'm really scared of being in, being an author loyalist reader like i i read a particular book by an author and i find it really really nice and then i'm scared of reading another book by the same author because i think it's not going to match up in how much i love the first book and yeah, so that can i generally don't read like two books from the same author that's a good reason actually because sequels generally don't live up to you know hmm. uh, sequels so or even spin offs of the story they just they don't they match don't up work. to the original book they don't work generally i mean 90% of the times uh, the next uh, kind of readers and these are my uh, i don't know if i should call them the, these kind of readers are my nemesis uh, because <laughs> i am not at all organized or you know kind of i don't get so uh, passionate about uh, my reading habits and sk- uh you know uh, the kind of uh, process i have so the next kind of readers are the highly prepped up readers who you know do a lot of research etc etc so uh, oh for example for example you know i have seen people um using sticky notes and writing a lot of uh, small little details i have never tried to ask them what they have written but <laughs> because i feel because i feel i don't want to get into that zone um space and of course there are some people who actually use notebooks to write uh whatever they feel about the book i mean that is kind of uh next level uh, ocd and the now i really feel called out Oh, me even <laughs> <laughs> like i remember while it's hard work while i was reading this book i actually made a whole family chart for the book like I, because i wanted to solve the whole mystery of who was whose like son or who re, who was related to who so it it's a lot of work you know <laughs> it's a lot of work it's you have to be organized and there are some people who google a lot while reading i oh, yeah. find that kind of i find that extremely you know distracting uh because if i am in front of a screen i cannot read okay so it's kind of very tough for me to you know concentrate maybe i'm old school uh So okay so we were going to talk about uh, our reading styles at the end but i cannot help myself but talk about <laughs> here the reading vlog that i made yeah. <laughs> last oh my month, god which was a neil gaiman and it showed that how much google work i do how much research i do before reading <laughs> oh, yeah. any book and <laughs> i thought i thought i thought it was just for the vlog <laughs> so. no it was not just for the vlog that is real me <laughs> wow wow but that was uh, that was one of the things i noticed in that vlog if um, people haven't watched the <laughs> vlog you can go to our uh, facebook page and watch it uh, it's a vlog done by shubhi uh, she has you know read uh, read uh, uh, neil gaiman's yeah. norse mythology in yes, there yes, yeah thank, thank you uh, so so yeah you can check that out uh, you yeah. know once i 
once i even googled like bit, i was in the midst of the second book i think and there was this couple in the book that i really really wanted to get together like by the end of that book so i googled it beforehand before i even finished the book like are they going to get together and then they did <laughs> get together in like the fourth book it's not it's not like it's tender or something you know vidushi it's it's, it's just it's just make believe <laughs> don't <laughs> but i love my otp so much okay okay that's why you are a book nerd <laughs> we'll go into a break and uh, be right back to the book nerds podcast Hello book nerds welcome back to the book nerds podcast let's go to the next uh, kind of reader let's go to shubhi okay so now we have uh, multitaskers reader so multitaskers readers are just as obvious by the name they'll be doing dishes they'll be cooking they'll be talking on phone they'll be watching plants folding clothes doing chores or doing anything for that sake they'll be reading beside doing all these works whether it's a book or an audio book but they are always reading and they're also doing the other tasks because because you know life has got so busy and i can very much relate with these kind of readers because uh, yes some books are there for which you really need to sit down take your time and you know read slowly grasp each and every word but then there are some light books as well which you can read while doing multi tasks and uh, why i have a question to that actually i have a yeah. question to both of you on this one <laughs> Okay. Can, you, can you read at a cafe because i've seen so many people reading at a cafe yes that's so, yes how does I that work specifically out? you know cafe gives this vibe and it has this slow music that really gets you into the mood of reading like sometimes when my room is too quiet i would just put on some light music mostly instrumental and then read it really gets you in the like mood for like, reading yeah, especially the kind of mood. music mm mm-hmm. If I, I tell about myself I always carry a book with me wherever I am going with whomever yes. I am going I always carry a book with me and even if I'm going to a mall I'm going to a cafe we are going for a picnic we are going to riverside there's always a book in my bag because I can books just you know, sneak are... in some time and you know read <laughs> four five pages and I'll be like oh ho now my day is getting better <laughs> Books are my escape from awkward, uh, awkward <laughs> occasions. Like if somebody is just being really weird, I would just open a book and like look away. Oh yes, that that's quite a helpful strategy because I haven't tried it. I only read on the trains. I mean, my favorite uh, thing to do is like whenever I'm traveling on a train, hmm. especially hmm. I don't like airports and uh, you know planes. because hmm. first of all the journey is too short uh so since childhood yes the what trains, is the you know, point of going somewhere if you can't even enjoy the journey but you know this multitasking thing is quite tough because at a cafe i mostly end up you know watching other people what they are doing so it's very tough <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is tough but uh, you know it sounds feasible especially if you are a mother and you have to do work from home you're also having small kids with you and then this sounds quite um, feasible to me i mean like uh, if you can manage it then why not i think it's a, a woman thing i suppose because we can't concentrate for uh, <laughs> you know, to save Maybe, to save probably. our life <laughs> you know i really like the idea of like reading in a park like somewhere other people are also enjoying and like taking strolls and you're just on this I, bench and you're reading 
Yeah, so I can very much relate to this point, Vidushi. I love going to the parks and, you know, uh, lay down there in the grass and read a book. And that is really yeah. something that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, now going... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. You know, it's beautiful to read amidst nature. Um, now going to our next kind of readers and they're the language oriented readers. They are faithful to just one particular language, be the regional language. If I talk about India and the different states from here. So they are uh, more oriented towards reading the books, which are belonging to one particular state or to a language uh, for like example, they are more into reading Hindi literature. So they'll read more about uh, books that are written in Hindi and they won't have anything to do with what is written in English or in any other language for that sake. <laughs> so they were, uh, those are the people who are more interested in talking about the authors or the books which are in a particular language and they're just comfortable in that language. Uh, so they just want to read the stuff written in that. On that note, do you think there are lots of crossover readers, uh, especially in India or maybe uh, uh, across the world? Yes, in India, there are many because we have our regional languages as well. Then many people, they are comfortable with English and many are comfortable with Hindi as well. So in India, there are many crossover readers, but I think uh, that uh, in other countries or if someone who is not comfortable with other languages or with multiple languages, they are uh, tend to be being more faithful towards just one language they are more comfortable with. But last I checked, I think we loved uh, the English and the British. <laughs> <laughs> example uh, example in, front, in front of us. Uh, yeah. Podcast <laughs> from India doing this in English. So, yeah. I don't know yes. if we take our uh, regional languages that seriously, but I would like to tell everyone uh, that we will be delving into regional languages as well yeah. for all yeah. kinds of readers in the future. So yes. don't worry about that. Oh, yeah. So I have two very special kinds of readers. Both the fandoms are at war with each other. So again, no offense to anybody. Next kind of reader is the Lord of Recommendations. Now, I am the most sympathetic to these kind of readers because most of the time they're dragged into the fandom by an overexcited friend and are there because either they're obligated to be there or just to be part of the conversation. Like, they're just there because they have been told they need to be there or because they feel that they need to be there. And they just don't know what is going on half, to, half of the time. and they barely have any idea why someone is fighting over a dead character or why do people are so emotional over a ship like it's just chaotic and it's a lot to take in to be honest and this happens so much in the lotar fandom because either you've actually sp spent time with all the books and learned all the names and the places and you know everything that is going on or you just speed read the books, slept through the movies and keep the Lotar wiki page on speed dial to understand <laughs> what is going on. It's like black and white out here. I mean, it's all fine that uh, you take recommendations from people about, you know, certain kinds of books. But uh, at the end of the day, if you don't like kind of associate with uh, it, it's very tough. You know, for these kind of readers after a while, it's not just a 
point of being recommended a book it's like everything one is talking about like when god got famous like in the tv show everyone was just talking about god and that is all they were talking about so you have to be included in the conversation somehow right <laughs> so you just come in the fandom you know a little bit of the things but mostly it's just no idea what is going on Great. but i think a uh, recommendation uh, readers like we can also say to it uh, they are kind of people who really want to make full use of the time they are spending in a book and for those readers who are very selective and they're just reading uh, you know few books uh, in a year i think it's kind of a good approach to go with at least they won't um, uh, feel bad about picking a wrong book and spending a lot of time on the one Oh, and yeah, also definitely. most of the time and also most of the time uh, there are no great you know kind of platforms where they can uh, get to know about good books because mostly what amazon does is you know uh, the best sellers are at the top of everything right hmm. in hmm. s uh, search engine optimization thing going on hmm. so hmm. you generally don't get to know if actually the book is good Hmm. you know bibliophiles don't really get like their recommendations from amazon or even goodreads like hmm. the most places we get our recommendation from is tumblr or reddit like hmm. those are the two main platforms or even pinterest to some hmm. point hmm. like they just have these lists accumulated and you keep pinning stuff into your board that yes you're going to read this book and then you don't read that book and now you've got 16 books that you haven't read Oh my god <laughs> but don't you think so uh, instagram also plays a great part because some books look beautiful and mm. you know, mm-hmm. then you tend to you tend to order them mm. because you get mm. so attracted these books these bookstore grammars mm. do a great job and you know mm. <laughs> they are spending say, they are making you say, spend money mm. <laughs> yes instagram has really changed the picture of uh, you know the whole process and art of reading in these days and it is really doing a great job i guess yeah but so you know the- what happens a lot of the times is that these uh, the instagrammers they get these special edition books from the publications and yeah. which are not really like the normal people they can't buy those books because one they're very, very expensive or not available yeah hmm. or they're just they just aren't available and they have these beautiful covered books yeah. and then even if the matter like isn't really all that great but mm. you want to like judge the book by its mm-hmm. cover so you yeah. buy it yeah, and on that note on that note actually i'll do a shameless plug because we also make book recommendation <laughs> videos so you, you guys but ours are can, nice and well researched <laughs> that is always the case everything we do is always nice but uh, so so you can go and check those out if you uh, really want some recommendations uh, we try to work hard uh, so what are the next uh, kind of readers vidushi for you yes the final one that i have to talk about today is what i affectionately call as the potters now i have to say these readers i really really commend them for the dedication they have for all things harry potter related like no one can compare to these readers like these are readers who find a book or a certain genre of books and they become obsessed with them and then they never want to read anything else ever again like this is 
the hp fandom gets so gets into so many fights because of this because once they've read harry potter they just immediately disregard all other books to be as good as it like nothing can compare to harry potter ever again and they just they keep fighting and they keep defending their and it doesn't and it doesn't and get everything. over i mean it has been a long yeah. time since this book has the series has launched i mean way back and it hasn't gotten old i mean it's so timeless so i don't blame them actually potters can read anything and everything related to the fandom like anything jk rowling puts out or even another author in relation to the book puts out they'll read it like this is why there are so many fan fictions under the harry potter name because you can't run out of readers in that fandom everyone wants to read something about harry potter hmm. it's like they're belonging to a tribe and they're faithful to it yeah. and yes you know these people who are fixated to this one particular genre and there are many such people around me uh, like i have a friend who just reads mythology and nothing else nothing mm-hmm. else if the book is of mythology he's into it and if it is not then he's not interested at all <laughs> I think we should have gotten him on the podcast or her, whoever it is. So yeah, yeah. Regarding Potterheads, I mean, yeah, I've met kind of crazy people who read <laughs> the same book all over again every year, and they are, you know, they also have so much of merchandise and stuff. So they are mm. crazy of another mm. level. Potterheads right? mm. are like over the top in that thing. It's like a race for them to have the most stuff. like who has all these pendants with all these charms on it and <laughs> yes. who knows the most potions and who knows the most anything and they get into all of these fights over like what is canon and what is not don't you think it has a lot to do with consumerism even oh definitely definitely mm. see with harry potter came this change like first of all harry potter was very very aimed at the younger generation right because hmm. lotar and got a lot of the same books in the same fandom they're aimed at adults and they have a lot of adult stuff in them harry potter was the exact opposite it had a complex and a great world that was aimed completely at children and written in a way that the kids understood that and the like the student the readers who had started reading harry potter at the same age that harry potter was at that is 11 they grew mm. up with the book like there mm. is so much difference in writing between the first and the last book because it was written in a way that harry as he grew up he knew more about the world and so the books got lengthier and they got more complex and they mm. had a lot more like different themes that are not really associated with the youngsters Yeah. Right. So, mm. they, I think so they I think saw a, Potter, a lot of potential in that. <laughs> I think we need to do an a Potter podcast in the future mm-hmm. to you know do justice to all this. Yes. And maybe yeah. have some crazy Potterhead zone. Mm. So mm. we'll do that. Uh, let me uh, go straight to my favorite kind of readers. Those are mm. readers who are moody. You know, whenever mm. they come oh with God. their. <laughs> you know and i really associate with such kind of readers for mm. example <laughs> in my current scenario i just hate romance okay so i <laughs> would never pick up romance uh, although i am supposed to have so much of it in my life <laughs> but you know it's get it gets kind of 
वेरी टफ टू गो थ्रू दिस दिस मुश यू नो इट्स वेरी इट गेट्स वेरी स्टीरियोटिपिकल आफ्टर अ व्हाइल लाइक इट्स द सेम प्लॉट विद जस्ट डिफरेंट कैरेक्टर नेम्स लाइक या समटाइम्स इट कैन गेट लाइक मोर फैंसीअ एंड लिटिल अनरियलिस्टिक I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, to enjoy it, you need to be in a certain kind of mindset. And uh, yeah, if you are reading non-fiction regularly, like me, it kind of you know <laughs> breaks your ability to have fun with these kind of books, right? <laughs> so it's, if you are reading thrillers and murder mysteries, I mean, you yeah. won't be enjoying romance books, right? So <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> so. I mean, but uh, but but still, you know, I try to kind of. Uh, it's a very personal thing, but uh, I do hop between genres according to my mood, which hmm. can hmm. vary like hundred times hmm. in a day. So, so you <laughs> yes. never know what you, know, you are kind of. Hmm. You know, for the readers who do like romance but they hate like those stereotypical romance books, what hmm. they can do is read the kind of books like fantasy or fiction or even non-fiction. Like, hmm. uh, there is this fiction book that is very based on non, uh, like there it's based on uh non-fiction events. Well, real events. That is, oh my God, I don't even know how to spell reality anymore. Okay, they're based on uh, real events. That is uh. it was about napoleon's first love that is desiri she's the queen of sweden i guess or switzerland was it i forget but yeah i read that book and it was amazing like it had a lot of romance in it but it was also it wasn't overly saturated with that whole love plot no 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 mm-hmm. rather than that it was very based on all the war that was going on and the casualties that were taking place and it was amazing Mm-hmm. Like right now, you know, right now I am reading this book uh, about the Sikh riots uh, that happened in 1984, and mm-hmm. I, of course, I have to uh, read it this week. But you know, kind of, I am struggling with my mood because I am in right now in my life. I am kind of very peppy. I have so much of energy, and I don't want to go into that hole of. the pogrom and riots and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to switch so uh, the next uh, type of readers i have is slow readers again mm. you know the, these kind of readers <laughs> have the hardest time you know because most, <laughs> most of the time they are checking on their phone uh, their whatsapp <laughs> whatsapp mm. you know uh, dming someone on mm. instagram and mm. of course Uh, with this kind of reader comes a very bad sort of territory that uh, <laughs> they are at the risk of spoilers also because once a, <laughs> once a book comes out you know if you are mm. not reading it at that time if you mm. read it afterwards everything is on the internet now they are on a very delicate place <laughs> yes yes and also you know you tend to get bored uh, with, mm. if you take too much time to read a book i mean there is a slight chance of you know perhaps you are uh, of boredom uh, which might uh, come in and uh, uh, god bless you if you are in a book club by any chance <laughs> you won't be able to yeah you won't make it to any meeting i suppose <laughs> 
that is but, so, you know what i do uh, i generally whenever i read a book or i finish a series i just go on to tumblr to follow all the memes and read the fanfics and the stuff like that but when i'm in the midst of reading a book i will never follow that fandom at all even if i do wish to read the book because you can get so many spoilers in just one meme all it takes is one meme and like the whole <laughs> book is spoiled I think uh, these people who are uh, slow readers we can also uh, call them as distracted readers because maybe they are very hyperactive not uh, <laughs> that they are slow readers so they are lazy uh, we cannot like just assume that maybe they are hyperactive and they oh, just yeah. can sit in one place and you know they cannot continue reading for a long period of time and this because of this their reading speed it hampers and so they take a lot of time in reading few pages in a day even if they're giving their time because they're getting distracted uh by their phone or by going to have a snack or by their pets or anything around <laughs> or them or maybe maybe they're doing it deliberately uh, because yes. there are some people i know who read very slowly and hmm. they like to really you know understand all the lines and hmm. really absorb everything that they are reading and that yes. might you know really hamper your yeah um, i definitely uh depends on the kind of book you're reading especially non fiction yeah, you can't go very fast you have to imbibe all the facts and realize what exactly you're reading about so you have to go slow in that so case. my aunt used to say to me that before you go to bed every night at least read 3 to 4 pages but now when i look back to that advice and i think if i'm reading 3 to 4 pages in a day when i'm going to finish a book which is of 300 pages it's going to take me more than a month <laughs> so even if i'm like reading daily still i'll be a distracted and a slow reader like i'll be called like that i think more like 20 25 pages would be better <laughs> yeah yeah i think Excuse that's me, the entire book <laughs> the entire <laughs> book you should read the entire book in a night <laughs> we'll be back with the book nerds podcast in a jiffy Hello and welcome back to the Book Nerds podcast. So let's get let, so let's get hmm. down to business now. Uh, let hmm. me ask Shubhi, what kind of reader you are, and where would you slot yourself? Okay. You have two choices as a match. <laughs> well, uh, can I create one more different type of a reader here? <laughs> why not? Why not? So I think I will call myself an avid reader, uh, a person who can read one and everything means. if it is written i can read it <laughs> so it can be a magazine it can be a newspaper it can be some old letter given to my mother uh, to from her friend or some very uh, torn and worn out book or maybe you can give me a children uh, literature or just give me anything on gk i can read anything for the sake of just reading it and um i think like i just also talked uh, during the podcast that i can be a quick reader also i can also be a market readers like my book will be full of mark uh, like you know marks and notes i am also a author loyalist reader <laughs> and yes i'm a sucker for spoilers reader sometimes i just go to the last page and look for the spoilers or something <laughs> and then i would wow. again go back to the beginning of the book i'm also a multitasker when i'm um on an audiobook 
and i'm also a, a you know genre fixated sometimes uh, so oh god i'm i'm all scattered wow. i can be everything <laughs> but on this let note let me check um, let me check on uh, vidushi if she is still uh, uh, yeah. not uh, if she is still uh, awake because uh, i think we lost you <laughs> at the three to four you know types of readers <laughs> so फिक then i'm a binge reader who reads books very quickly but spends a lot of time rereading the ones that i love okay like mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the ones that are reading. close to my heart yes. oh i read three books in a single day how is that not binge reading of course it is of course it is <laughs> yeah Completely. and what about you rohan yes my would be i am uh i think i am a moody reader uh mm-hmm. first of all mm-hmm. and then secondly i am kind of a f- semi fast slow reader <laughs> i am a very moderate kind of moderate kind of reader uh mm-hmm. because my speed is not that fast not that slow uh, mm-hmm. i uh, somewhere in the middle uh, mm-hmm. but if i am enjoying it i may shift gears and you know get into mm-hmm. it but mm-hmm. uh, if i am not then you know it will mm-hmm. take me ages but uh, mm-hmm. on a train trust me mm-hmm. i am super duper fast seriously mm-hmm. on a train <laughs> there is something you know, about the thing about you said about cafes that you don't really you can't pay attention on a book in a cafe i feel the same about trains like when i am in a train i want to look out of the window and that is all i want to do like with music mm-hmm. in the background like look out of the window i can't focus on a book there mm-hmm. oh wow a uh, great uh, so i think so we covered a lot of readers <laughs> and lots right. lots of types and some uh, bonus uh, kind of readers also showed up mm-hmm. at the end couple mm-hmm. of them uh, mm-hmm. especially <laughs> i loved the binge and uh, what was it uh, shubhi your uh, you are uh, sucker for spoilers <laughs> no you are the a- avid reader avid reader ha huh, yeah so, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. so great i think so uh, we had a lot of fun uh, talking about the kind of readers mm, yes, uh, yes. we have not personally discussed this ever and that's mm. why we chose this topic anyway it was a lot yeah. of fun i think it deserves a sequel also mm, with mm. a sequel for all the kind of readers we have you know discussed oh. <laughs> so yeah. we would love to do that uh, tell yeah tell us guys if you w- would like us to you know do that mm. uh, in the comments wherever you are listening to this so that's all for today's episode book nerds uh, we'll be back with another fun filled bookish episode uh, till then happy reading bye